Welcome to the Inner Space Covent Garden talk. Today's talk is be a dis better decision maker. Making a right decision, making the best decision can cause us to be anxious, dot, dot, dot. You know, it can just grow within us. So what's best? Making decisions intuitively, swiftly, thoughtfully. We've asked our speaker tonight to explore the habits that can make you a better decision maker. Our speaker is Eric Larson. Eric is a civil engineer and a technical consultant by profession. He's based in New York and is a director of the Brahma Kumaris in the United States of America, as well as their representative, as well as their representative at the United Nations. Eric's going to speak until 10 past seven, and then he's going to do a short meditation, just two, three minutes. After that, um, I'll take the questions that you send in and put them to Eric on your behalf. So please send in your questions, either via the chat or the question and answer link. Eric, thank you, over to you. Great to be here. Thank you, Sister RT. Um, happy to be with you and if there's um, questions or comments or exclamations, um, I'm hoping that those are welcome also. But um, making decisions, making better decisions, having all that, um, gonna tell you where I wanna end up. See if we get there, if that's okay. That the um, best decision we can make is no decision. And that's not, complete in itself, but I want you to remember that. Tuck that in the back. But the best decision that we can make is not to make a decision. And you're gonna say, well, that makes no sense. I have all sorts of things to decide. And yes, you do. And so let's kind of start at the beginning and see if we can come to that. But in order to make a decision, for me, when I thought about this, and I, I like thinking about some of these topics because they're not always top of mind, but if one wants to decide something, one has to know what they want. And I, I often think of um, traveling and hope all of you have um, phones or GPS or you have that type of a thing. And basically the main question that they ask is, where do you wanna go? And then somehow they can figure out where you're at and then they give you the route. Because you know where you're at. You're here at the present time. This is whatever it is, Friday afternoon for me, evening for you. And you know, you can be fine sitting. But if you want to go somewhere, you have to have a destination. Otherwise you wander around and that's okay. You can make the decision that I want an adventure. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to start to, to move. That's what I was told an adventure is. You don't have a destination in mind. I don't care. Um, I hope you've done that in London or in Manhattan. It's great. Um, you don't care where you go. You just want to get out, move. You don't have to decide. You'll see what comes up. And that's okay because it'll be different. But if you want to get somewhere, you have to know where you're wanting to go. Otherwise, you get um, pulled and pushed by whatever's coming up. If you walk in Manhattan, you want an adventure, you don't have a destination, you might follow the music. 
Oh, listen, there's drums. I've done that before. Oh, I wonder what that's going on over there. And you'll get pulled by that. Or you'll kind of walk in certain neighborhoods and it's like too crowded. Let's get out of here. And so you make a decision about that, even though you don't have a destination. But when you have a destination, you've got somewhere that you want to go. And so we're gonna think along those lines. Where do I want to go? I have this awareness, um, but that's how I picked my major in college. I didn't have a destination, but I was setting out <laughs> on an adventure. And I looked at all the choices for picking a major. It's like, well, um, it was the it was in the seventies actually, and uh, economy wasn't good, and I wanted to be employed, get a job, take care of myself, and you know, move on. And so, thinking of a job, well, liberal arts wasn't for me. I wasn't going to take that. Um, I know some people; it's you know, history or whatever. It was it wasn't for me. I wanted something. And so then there was um, science. It's like, well, you know, that's kind of interesting, but that's too too much for me. It wasn't right. Business, um, I'm not so sure about that. And so then I kind of decided on engineering because any of the credits that I'd take there would transfer to anything else because they were harder. So I was like, okay, I'm good with some numbers. Let me try this. And then you have to take a, a subcategory major. And it was aeronautical and chemical and electrical and no, 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 no. And it, at the end, there was only one box left, civil engineering. Like, well, okay, I'm not quite sure what that is, but let's start there. And so that was how I made a decision. And because it was comfortable and sufficient, I never changed. It's kind of rambled through didn't really have a destination, didn't really have a plan. And the same thing, um, kind of tell a little about my abilities here, but happened when I got a job, graduated college with a job. And um, it was the only job that I was offered. I didn't try very hard. I mean, I showed up and talked and such, but they offered, I said, okay. And I stayed for that for a long time because that wasn't where I was getting my meaning. You know, it was like, okay, this is going to pay the bills and that's something I can do. But, you know, it was still searching. So there were two elements going on in my life at that time. One was I wanted, I guess the destination was um, money. I wanted a job so I could live. But I didn't really know what else I wanted. And so you kind of wander around, meet some friends here, you do these things. And for me at that time, that was perfect. I was getting experiences. I was having adventures. I was living when I first started in the city of Chicago, if you know that town in um, Midwestern. Big town for me, lots of stuff going on. It was all new, it was great. Um, but I was just accumulating experiences and those decisions I was making were very short term because I was kind of looking for short term fun, I guess you could call it at that time. But something was missing. And I didn't have a real direction or purpose, which is kind of leading an okay, nice life. Um, ups and downs, but again, was being pushed, pulled by people, events, and things like that. 
And there was a time when I bumped into something that helped me become very clear on what I wanted in my life. Um, and, and it turned out to be kind of a, a spiritual um, input. That's how I got connected to uh, Mr. RT and these types of things that I realized that, wow, I had found what was important for me. I had found my destination. I had found where I want to go. And when I had that um, realization, that awareness, then all the decisions that I made after that became very easy. The previous decisions was where do I want to go to eat and what do I want to do on the weekend and who do I want to go with and you know lots of decisions uh, that kind of come up that don't take you anywhere. But when I kind of got a sense that yeah, I want to develop more of my spiritual life and I want to align things, decisions became much easier. How do I want to do things? Well, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This is what I want to do. It became very clear. I learned to meditate and that was um, something that was helpful for me. The awareness of how that got put into practice and the foundational topics that uh, I had uh, discovered were the foundations of how I wanted to lead my life. And so what I was doing with my money, for example, it's like, well, I, I don't want to spend it here and here. I want to save it for this and this um, became very easy. I didn't have to think about it. Save some, spend it on what I need to, and not spend it in other places. And there were a lot of easy decisions after a main decision. And that's one of the things I'd like to offer is that if you have a purpose or clarity, uh, understanding of yourself and what's important, um, then everything else falls into place. If you don't, it doesn't really matter because you'll make lots of decisions, but ultimately you're not going to accumulate or, um, or compound interest with those decisions. You won't go anywhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's more life is an adventure. But if you want to attain something, and for me it was an inner peace and a clarity and um, having some power to help others, I guess, those decisions um, are based on accumulating and adding things together. It accumulates, it uh, compounds. And so one of the aspects about those decisions is I wasn't limiting, but it was in a way freeing. I didn't have to spend so much time and energy. And one of the things about decisions that I hope you can recognize and you know, that it takes time and energy to decide something. And you might be like a typical person, are a little clearer in the morning than you are in the late afternoon. You've been making decisions, you've been active and, and we get tired. And so recognizing that decisions take time and energy, um, are those valuable commodities for you? I'm hoping that they are. I'm hoping that your time is valuable and that you can use it for sitting around watching potatoes grow if you want, or that you can start to have other things to do rather than to worry and think. 
And an example that was mentioned to me, um, and I've gone through this experience before, maybe some of you have also, is buying a car. It's different these days now. We don't have cars now. They're all sold out, hard to get parts, whatever. Last couple of years. But typically, if you go into an auto dealer here in the United States anyway, hope it's the same, hope it's not the same, it might be the same, is you go in, you look around, they show you this, they show you brochures, they talk about all the things, and then they'll say, you know, I think I can get you a good deal. Let me go talk to my manager. And you sit there for a while. And I think they play cards or go have lunch or something like that while you're sitting there. And so you've spent some time, you've spent some energy. And then if you pursue that process, they ask you lots of questions, at least they used to. Do you want these hubcaps? Do you want this type of uh, steering wheel? Do you want the blue or the red? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And you make all these decisions. And there's a phenomenon about decision tiredness. You get tired and pretty soon you just want to finish is the result of that. And that's when they say, okay, we got this all set. Let me take you to the manager. We'll settle these things out. And then they sell you again. You want undercoating? Do you want the 30-year warranty? Do you want this? Do you want that? Because you're tired and because you're not thinking clearly. And you just kind of want to get out of there is the feeling. And it's to their benefits because you'll sign stuff and you'll buy stuff and that you really don't want necessarily. And so if we can recognize that when we make decisions, we have to put some time and energy into it. How can we make better decisions quicker? And one of the things for me that I, I've learned is that when I'm able to support myself, when I can make it easier to make decisions. I have to learn about my own process. We're kind of all the same, maybe not. But when I support myself, I can nudge my behavior, okay? So if I want to buy a car or if I want to take a walk, um, let's, let's pick something here. Let's say I just want to get a little more exercise, okay? Well, then why don't I put the shoes that I need so I can see them instead of in a closet? And it'll remind me to do something. Oh yeah, I'm, I, this is what I wanted to do. And I'm not forcing myself and I'm not hard on myself, but it's just, oh yeah, that's a reminder. And think of how you might make a decision for yourself, big one, and then make little decisions on how you can help yourself in that time. There was um, reminders or something else that you can do and um, making decisions on something, remove distractions, okay? Um, when you're able to think clearly, it's easier. Um, I learned this with the uh, little children. It, if you ask them what they want to eat, they, they won't decide. Okay, I want this and that, or, you know, they're the same thing. Can I get in ruts too? But if you give them a choice, 
do you want peanut butter and jelly or do you want you know a tomato sandwich then they feel empowered but they get to choose but it's easy to choose and so the more we can remove distractions the more we can not be faced with what am i going to do the easier it is to make a decision and when we can make a decision quickly and easier we've got more time and awareness for ourselves for other things um, one of those nudge behaviors great story it's about the um what do they call it the wheels if you ever go to a restaurant or a diner um, the old-fashioned ones you've got the serving on one side and then you've got a wall with a hole in between where the cooks are and typically in um, an average diner i'm not sure if that's what they call them in uk you've got this restaurant order wheel okay have you ever seen those i um i can show you one if we have to but those wheels were an invention by someone who had problems in the communication between the waitresses and the cooks because before that was invented, it's been around forever, they would either um, write it down and put pieces of paper somewhere, or even before that, they would just shout the order in. The cooks, you know, what? What's going on? And because they couldn't understand or whatever it was, busy, noise, then what would happen? They would fight. So there's lots of fighting between the staff serving and the staff cooking. And the wheel, story I was told, was that invention to help interfere with that conflict. And so when we have these things that helps us, that can support us into making the decisions that kind of make it easier for us to decide on what to do, um, they're very beneficial. And um, when I kind of said I found some spiritual insights that I wanted to do, I changed my behavior. That was a big decision. Wow, you know, I'm going to start to think and act in a certain way. And then I found out that there were other littler areas that could help me with that. And so a number of years ago, I decided that what I would eat could affect my consciousness. And so I changed my diet. And it's easy for me now to make little choices when I open the refrigerator, when there's only the things in my refrigerator that I know might be good for me. Okay, so I make that decision. Um, I became a vegetarian for a variety of reasons. Um, and so all that stuff isn't around. And so when I open the refrigerator or the pantry or the cabinets and I look and I think well I'm kind of hungry still have to make a decision but I only have the things that are going to support the the bigger issue of how I see things and what I want I've decided to um, use the morning time and when I have the uh, morning it's quiet um, for me it's able easier for me to hear or see what's in my mind, what's in my head, um, and make decisions on what I want for the day, 
I want to feel empowered. I want to feel a certain way. Um, and so I get up earlier than I used to a long time ago. And simple, but it supports me. All the behavior that supports me is what I'm kind of focusing in on. That I have an alarm clock. And it's very easy to have it right next to your bed. And sometimes we have this great skill that we develop that when we're asleep and our eyes are closed, we can still reach out and hit that alarm. You know, we know right where it is. And then what, what good is the alarm? So put the alarm across the room if it's important, if you want to do that. And then it's kind of like, you know, that decision is, well, when I want to get out of bed and turn off that noisy alarm, or can I just put the pillow over my ears now? Okay, well, let me get out. And once I'm up, then let me do what I know I'm supposed to do. I don't have to make a decision at that time. It's just a way I don't like it. I get up and I'm out. And actually, I don't make a decision there. I know that it's on the far side of the room or away from my immediate ability to turn it off. And so I set myself up for that. I'm up, I'm out. I'm doing what I know I want to do. And so I feel good about that. And a lot of those qualities um, help in when I have a big decision, I make little decisions, those support me. And then pretty soon I can find that I want to spend time with those who are like me. And it's a natural process that when I'm real clear on a big decision for my life, um, that allows other people, other patterns, other priorities to come into my life. And then I'm not making all those decisions. Do I want you or do I want you? If I have a, a goal or a purpose or a feeling or an interest, then all those other things kind of just follow along. We pick things up. And when we start to have that awareness of what I want, or if I have a destination already picked out, then what works for me, making better decisions, is getting myself organized. When I get myself organized, I do that at the end of the day, the work day and the evening and such, and just kind of get real clear. What did I accomplish? What do I need to do? And so when I start in the morning, I actually make a long list. I've got a variety of things I take care of. Um, I know what my priorities are and I don't have to think. Oh yeah, I remember that. I'm um, becoming more and more blessed with the ability to not have anything um, that needs my involvement. I'm always free until I look at the list of things I've made commitments for and say, oh, wow, yeah, I've got to do all that stuff. But if I personally, if I don't write it down or if it's not in my email inbox, it doesn't exist. I forget everything these days. <laughs> I just, you know, am I doing something? Yeah, it's, oops, I just remembered. I just looked at my list. I have to write it down. And so there's a freedom that kind of comes. But if I don't get myself organized, then I lose control over my day. Oh yes, this has to happen, this has to happen. And it's, it's a different experience. I don't like it when somebody else says, you must do this now. And I forgot, or that I made a commitment to somebody. 
And so in that sense, I write things down. I have priorities. I know what I'm doing the night before. I'm all set. And so it's an easy process. It's a very easy process for me to know that ultimately I want more spiritual experience in my life. And under that, there's other decisions that this is what I'm going to eat. This is the schedule I'm going to have. These are the people I'm going to be with. It, and it kind of flows. And then down to the, you know, this is how I'm going to get up. This is what I want to do. And where that takes me is that when I practice that, when I have those decisions made over time, they become habits. They become patterns. And there's a great word that might be used, and some of you might know it, some of you might not. Um, but I, I create a personality, a sanskar, a way of living. And now, my way of living is free from decisions. Because I have made decisions, they've been right for me, I've been implementing them, and so now they're habits. And so, has somebody asked me something, I don't even have to think, I don't want to do that. Or yeah, that sounds good. This is in line with what I want. And so I don't have to worry about things. I don't have to carry things in my head. I don't have any reason for making all sorts of little decisions. And therefore I have more time and more energy to focus on what's in front of me. What am I supposed to be doing now? My mind doesn't wander as much. It doesn't cause me, you know, am I missing something? I sometimes go back to check the door and the stove and faucets and stuff like that. Can I turn those off? <laughs> I don't know. So I try to be conscious about what I'm doing so that the experience that I have is full of the qualities that I want. When I'm always thinking in an adventure, that's great, but you are so typically so focused on the present that you can't think long-term. And, and I'm not going to talk anybody out of that. We were talking at the beginning of um, gardening, the beginning of this, about outdoors. And um, there's a, a wooded area in um, the center that I'm connected to here in New York. And um, some old trees, they fall down. And so I'll make the decision that, okay, this Saturday, I'm going to, um, well, I'll tell you exactly what I try to do if it doesn't rain. Uh, there's some branches that are overhanging a garden, vegetable garden, and there's another one that's in their way. That's, that's the decision I've made. Now, I've got to find the ladder, I've got to find the saw, I've got to put this up. Should I cut from underneath first and then top so it doesn't break? All of those are wonderful because I'm present at that time. I want to make those decisions, but I make them while I'm in that mode and nothing else exists outside of that. I hope you have had that experience that you're so absorbed in what you're doing. What color paint is it going to be here? What am I going to do there? Those decisions are fun because you're working in the present moment. But I find that I can't do that all the time. And those little decisions are based on the big decision. I'm going to fix this tree. I'm going to paint this picture. I'm going to cook this meal. And then we made that decision, we can make the little decisions. Those are different. Those are fun. They're not as tiring. Probably get tired at the end, but they can be energizing. I know, contrary to where we were, tiring and uh, energy taking, 
you can feel good about those. But those are smaller decisions underneath a big one. And so for our life, for my life, um, I've made a big decision on how I want to be happy, peaceful, loving. That's a part of it, a different consciousness, spiritual consciousness, have that awareness. That's a big decision for me. Lots of other things have come underneath that. And so then I can put that into a practice. It becomes a habit. I don't have to think about those things and I can focus on the things that now are going to give me specific joy, helping others, talking to people, a variety of things like that. And so where we might've started is where I hope we've come. That when we have a big decision already made, then the more we practice it, the more we use that, the more we focus in on that, the more we make these decisions, they become our habits. They become our routines. And then we're not just not deciding anymore. We don't have to think. We're just kind of living in the good decisions that we've made, which opens up time, energy, and space for other things. And then you have to another, after you don't make any more decisions, you have to make a decision. What do I wanna fill that up with? I've organized my life. I've got this in uh, some sort of priorities. So what do I wanna do? And ask yourself that question. What do you want more of in life? And I'll tell you the answer. You want more happiness, you want more peace, you want more love, you want more joy, you want more contentment, you want more camaraderie. I hope that's what you want. I hope you don't say, nope, nope, I want more hate, I want more fear, I want more worry, I want more anxiety, I want more disease. You're free to choose, but typically, most of the ones that I've had conversations with want to fill that quality by choosing the thoughts that will bring them the beneficial, natural, innate qualities. And so the more that we make a decision for ourselves, the more that we start to have that awareness, the more that we practice anything, the better we're gonna get, the less energy we put into it. I'm sure you've learned things in your life and whether it's driving a car or cooking, first time you do it, wow, might be exciting, but it, it was demanding. And after a while, um, I used to drive a um, Volkswagen a long time ago, stick shift. Don't even know if you can drive those or make them anymore. Um, but stick shift and things like this. And there was, you know, right foot, uh, brake, gas, clutch, left, you know, driving, all these things. Every, every limb was involved. And at the beginning, it's really hard, you're in the gears and all that stuff. Um, but after a while, you can probably eat lunch and turn the radio on and talk to all sorts of stuff at the same time because it's a practiced habit. And so practicing and not knowing, um, not worrying about um, some of the other things that are going on makes it very easy. We make better decisions by making good decisions, living those good decisions, and becoming the result of those decisions. Hoping that you might have um, some thoughts about wanting to save some of your time and save some of your energy. 
And if it hasn't come up, if you've been a regular at Innerspace, um, there's a, a term would want to share also just as a follow-up. And that's allowing ourselves to make the right decisions by stepping out of the emotion of a decision. Sometimes things come in front of us and we're pulled by you know, what it is. Not, not that we shouldn't be unfeeling, but sometimes we can be detached, take a step back. You have a different perspective on things, whether you wanna elevate that or separate it, you get a different perspective. You know, the, the stories, the, um, the mouse sees the world differently than the eagle. And the eagle can see far and, you know, see wide, get a better perspective. The mouse only sees what's in front of itself. And so sometimes we only see what's in front of ourselves. And that perspective might not be the best point of view for ourselves. And so elevating ourselves or detaching ourselves from that point of view, we can observe differently and see differently. And that's a great practice for making decisions. What's actually going on? What am I seeing? But can I step back from whatever it is that is coming to me from this? Feelings, the influence, um, You've probably been influenced by people. Um, oh, you got to do this. This has to happen. If you don't do this now, it's going to be a problem. And, and there's a big push and pull in that process. And if we recognize that that energy is not helping me, it's just like, okay, let me take a step out. Think about it in a little different. Is this really what I want? You know, is that car with all those loaded things and that expense Take a step back from that, look at that. What's that actually gonna cost? Do you need all that stuff? Um, it was exciting when you were talking about it, but take a step back, look at it from a, another less uh, influenced state of being and see if that's the right thing. See if that's indeed what you wanna do. The term for that is uh, buyer's remorse, I believe. Get excited about something, I did this one time. I think it was a um, timeshare. Oh, it'll be good. Yeah, this will be great. And then it was like, what am I doing? No, this isn't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Let me, you know, smack myself on the side of the face, wake up. And so recognizing that we can have some options, that we can look at a situation from different perspectives, helps us some more on anything that's going to come in front of us because you're always going to be making decisions. But might as well save your time and energy for the decisions that are important at that time and not keep making the same, not confronting yourself with the same decisions all the time. If you don't know what you want, you're gonna always have to kind of force yourself that way. So making some decisions and living with those, and then that frees up time and space. So not sure exactly where we're at, but I hope that we still have some time and space to have a little conversation. I think Sister Artie wanted me to. Yes, share. Pete, would you do the meditation? I can do some sort of a meditation. <clears throat> That's what we want and we all should do. And so 
assuming that you have come to the inner space to experience some of your inner space. And let's see if we can fill that up. Why are you making some decisions? First decision I'm gonna offer that you decide is take a deep breath. You haven't been talking, I don't believe. And so you can say, ah, if you want to, I don't think I'll hear that. Ah, there you go. So now we've decided that we're going to sit comfortably, ground, breathe fully, deeply, decide to sit up straight. And at inner space, we're gonna see if we can fill that space. Because I want you to think of something that brings you happiness. See if there's something that you can remember that brought you joy. Smile to your face. Hope it was today. Could be this week. Could be some other time. But you're going to decide to hold the thoughts of your life's experience that brings you joy. And as you decide all the other thoughts that are available in the world to you, disappear. Only one thought. And it's possible that thought was something that you were doing or someone was doing with you. Bring that scene back. See yourself in that scene. Move into the experience and results of that activity, the happiness, the joy. And know that the more you do this, the more you decide to experience happiness and joy, the stronger that habit gets. The stronger that habit gets, the more you will be guided by that. And soon with enough decisions to be happy and joyful, that will be your nature. That will be your habit. That will be you and your personality. And then you won't have to decide to think of that because you've become that. The mind is very powerful. We create the world we live in. The world we lived in, live in, is based on our decisions. Practice making decisions that are beneficial until you don't have to make decisions about that ever again. Stay happy. Hope you're always joyful. It's your decision. Om Shanti. Thank you. Um, questions are starting to come in. So the very first question is, um, 
do you have any advice on how or any tricks that can help you change what you see um, when you're looking at things like a mouse and you'd rather be an eagle? Say that again, a mask and ego? Uh, a mouse and eagle. You spoke about being... Ah, mouse and eagle, yes. Apologies. So the question is, do you have a trick to change quickly from seeing things like a mouse to seeing things like an eagle? Um, take a deep breath. Okay. That gives you time, that gives you space, and then you can kind of reposition yourself. Okay, um, that would work for me. But when I take a breath and give myself that time and space, that allows me the chance to be a little clearer on what's going on. And so it's a practice also. It's, it's not something that um, I can wave a magic wand and then one, somebody else can do the same thing. It is more like, wait a minute, I know myself enough that I probably shouldn't say the first thing that comes into my mind, okay? And so practicing not saying something and thinking about it, taking a breath for me, all right, let me think about what's going on and seeing if there are other ways to maneuver. And if I want to look at it differently, get some space in there, the eagles, uh, the analogy of looking at it from above, um, but a car dealer, step outside and uh, you know, think about it with somebody else who might remind you of that. Doing everything on your own is very hard. But to have a, a friend or trusted partner, however you might want to do that, uh, to talk it over is a nice way to do things also. Thank you. The next question is, in your talk, you mentioned that you chose to be a vegetarian and the person is asking, why stop at being a vegetarian rather than going vegan? Okay. Um, I mentioned vegetarian because that was part of it. Um, I didn't say I wasn't a vegan though, did I? <laughs> so uh, we can assume you're a vegan. You can assume anything you want. Um, <laughs> okay. So how things work out and what I eat. Um, I, yeah, I, I tend to do my best. Um, and I also know that I'm not perfect in any realm. Thank you. Um, next question. If you have realized you've made the wrong decision, what can you do? Um, we talked earlier about that. Um, we make lots of decisions. We make a lot of mistakes. And so to learn from those mistakes and try not to repeat them. You know, I think at the beginning, I was trying to think of a saying, um, when we do something and it doesn't work out, we get an experience. And when we have enough experience, we get wise. And sometimes um, I was blessed to have an older brother and he would do things and I would see what would happen to him. And I would say, oh, wow, I, I won't do that. So sometimes we can live by, you know, learning by observing things. And sometimes we have to, to learn by going through things. 
but to think that you won't make mistakes is a mistake. Okay, thank you. The next question is um, a smart question because they want advice, but they're asking you to do the work. So how would you complete this sentence in three different ways? In three different ways. Okay. Yeah. Never make a decision when and now. Oh. Three different oh, answers. Yeah. No, I, I know that uh, very easily. When I'm tired and when I'm hungry. Okay. Don't ever do that. Um, and when you're um, afraid would be then. But for me, uh, tired and hungry or angry. Okay, Th those are lots of different things. But I know um, that I just don't have the capacity, the bandwidth to make good decisions if I'm in a state of weakness. And if my stomach is calling me, then I'm preoccupied with that, sorry. Um, can't eat too much either. And if I'm um, tired, uh, I don't think right, okay? And I'm assuming that most of you would know when you're hungry and when you're tired and how that puts you in a state of weakness. And so that would be, don't decide on something important when you're angry, when you're hungry, when you're tired, when you're, you know, um, pressured. See if you can step out of those. Which leads us neatly into the next question. Um, the person's asking, they, when they feel pressure, particularly when the decision has to be made and they put themselves through a lot of pressure, um, they often make the wrong decision. And as soon as they take the pressure off, they realize they've made the wrong decision. Um, can you make any suggestions so that they don't build internal pressure yeah. Um, when they have to make a decision? Um, think it through and um, use one of the skills that um, we can develop and that's seeing into the future, okay? Because when the pressure's off, it seems like uh, one can see clearly and I don't know if that's because of the results. Let's take this road and it doesn't have a bridge and you fall into the river. Um, that's not exactly what I think is being talked about here. But I know that, um, when we play things out, when we see if I decide to do this, this is typically what happens. And so this would be the, the result. Am I happy with that type of a result? Okay, look into the future on the decisions. Um, or if I don't do this and I do something else, what's gonna happen with that? Okay, if I say this to my friend, um, am I helping them or is it going to finish the relationship? How are they going to respond possibly? Um, I used to do this at work. Um, you know, I didn't tell people what to do, but I helped them see their consequences. If you continue doing this, the history is that lots of things um, explode when these things are close together. And uh, is that something that you are comfortable with happening in your, your place of work? Like, no, no. Okay, well then the way you can get around that is to, to change things, separate things, put it away. They say, okay, typically. And so that might be one helpful way to uh, move forward. What are the consequences? Let me see the consequences. Uh, and that would take out the pressure. And then when the pressure is gone, um, the better decision could be made.
The next question is interesting. The person's asking about making decisions and they recently were told that they should make decisions with their head and their heart and their gut, the gut being the emotional um, courage. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you balance the three? Okay. Um, I heard it one time that I thought was good and I don't remember all the details, but we do have the three brains. One is the intellect, you know, just facts. The other is the heart and the feeling. And that's, and the other is our, our gut instinct. Well, what's happening around? And I think all three are important. All three um, need to be reviewed, but if you see them as um, uh, support for you, the thinker, um, then all that information, it's just all information. One is not better than the others. One might be stronger than the others, um, but it should, as best we can, all align. Because if the head is telling me something, my gut is saying something else, that conflict makes it hard to make a decision. And so something's wrong. And so we get good feedback from our, our feelings, from our intuition, from our thinking things through. Um, you know, I've been in lots of places where I know what the right thing to do is, but that's going to hurt someone's feelings. So we can't do it directly. We have to somehow have a, another method, another way to get to the same place, but we can't let go of some of the um, influences or guidance or issues that surround it. And so um, there's not a, a right or a wrong. It's how can you balance information that's coming to you from a variety of sources. Yeah, I like that three brains. Mm, thank you. Um, next question, the person is asking, I often don't make a good decision because I'm trying to accommodate everybody else's needs that's in my family. Um, and I then feel like I've let myself down. How can I make decisions without being influenced to such an extent? Okay. Um, practice standing up for yourself. And don't say, I want. Um, it might be an, an easy way to do it. I want this and you must do this. Um, there's other ways that we can share um, what our needs are. Okay. I appreciate that you've uh, said this and I feel that that's very valid. Um, and I also think that this might be another way that we could do this. Can we talk about that so that we might, might be um, available? There's something called um, difficult conversations and those aren't easy. Um, but in my experience, not helping yourself is harder than um, helping yourself. Okay, looking after yourself is kind of your priority. And if you don't do it, nobody else is gonna necessarily step in and take care of it. And so if you really wanna be around for people and be with them, those that care for you, they will listen. But we have to make sure that we're heard. And um, these, you know, uh, life is a chance to exercise some of our skills and talents. And so um, if you don't, allow somebody else to know your point of view and help 
them understand that um, they may not understand it, they might not think it's important, and they might not consider it. So good luck. Thank you. The next question is, oh, when you find, yes, there is, is that okay? It's fine. <laughs> so the next question, when you find your destination and, and where you want to be with yourself, spiritually as you have, does that mean um, it doesn't matter what you're doing right now? As you make it sound, as it really doesn't matter. I'm in a similar situation, but I ask myself now and then, am I really doing what I ought to be doing work-wise? Any suggestions on being more content in the situation? I have created as sometimes I find that the work I get involved in is monotonous. Is it just a question of changing one's perspective? Yes, um, because I used to do some things that didn't take a lot of intellect. And if you want to fill it up with boredom and stuckedness and routine and tedium, that's a decision that you're making. And so for me, I find those things liberating. I'm doing something, it's not so hard. I mean, check and see if it's a dead end job and that's not what you want and your skills are better than that. That's beside the point right now. But how do I want to do this? How do I wanna do the dishes? How do I wanna fill out this paperwork? How do I wanna sweep the floor? How do I wanna do it? You have a choice and you make a decision consciously or unconsciously. This is drudgery. Why am I doing it? I'm really mad that no one's helping. This isn't something. Okay. Maybe some of you have been in that mindset, but it doesn't change the task. And so make the decision, in my opinion, I can think about myself and I can practice being peaceful. I can practice experiencing the qualities that I want because rarely in my life has anybody grabbed a broom out of my hand. Nobody bothers you. And so you're free. You're free to choose and decide what thoughts you want. And I hope you practice that and are practicing more that little experiments. Think of a moment that brings you happiness. See that, feel that, and live with that. You have a choice and it's your decision to pick the atmosphere and the feeling and the quality that you want to fill your life with. And it's gonna be irrelevant of what you do because you might be doing something else. And then frankly, there were, there were two problems with COVID here in the United States. One is people had lots of time and didn't know what to do. The other was people didn't have any time and had no freedom to do what they wanted. And so they're both something that we can get stuck in. And if you can find that something that you're doing you don't like, you'll be able to find something else that you won't like also. It's a mindset for me. What do I want to experience while I do these things? And I know the answer for myself. Want a little more peace, want a little more love, want a little more happiness, want a little joy. Why not dance?
<laughs> I can imagine you dancing with a broom in your hand. That's okay. right, Red Astaire. <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay, nice image. Thank you. I'm gonna um the last question now this evening is past experience um when I've made mad decisions have left me with lack of confidence. And that bias affects my decision-making today. Yeah. Okay. Please advise. Okay, um, make little decisions that will be successful and change that uh, perspective, perspective and habit. Okay, and celebrate success on decisions that are in line with what it is and don't be hard on yourself for when it didn't work out the way you want. Oh, it didn't work out. Um, I know some people who have great talent in finding what's wrong. Okay, oh, this wasn't right and this isn't right. And there's lots going on that's fine. But if we start looking for what's going right and decisions that we've made that are, are good and successful, we'll start to hone in on that. We'll get better at that. We'll see that more. It will change our way we look at ourselves and how we feel and we'll have more confidence from that. Thank you. Eric, that was an absolutely brilliant talk. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. No um, <laughs> no, no it, it, I, I decision making but I actually enjoyed it very much. So thank you. It, you gave so many practical tools um, and peppered it with lots of images that I know I'll be walking away with and it'll help me remember when I'm making decisions okay. in the future.